See, you are a cop. So when you kill someone, it's murder. I kill people. So when I do it, it's labor. Yeah. Welcome to the What's Our Verdict podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Javier Ortiz. What is up, my nerds? Andy and Anderson. Some shit. We appreciate your help growing the podcast by hitting that follow or subscribe button. Tell a friend about us. Go check out our website, whatsoverdict.com, where you can listen to all of our episodes. You can sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive content and updates. You can also pick up some merchandise, support the podcast in that way, and then interact with us in many ways. So please do that. The question we always ask is if you ever find yourself wondering if you spend the time, money, or both on a movie. To help with that question, each week we put a movie on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. Today we're reviewing Cop Shop. It was released September 17th, 2021. It was written by Kurt McLeod and Joe Carnahan. It was directed by Joe Carnahan. stars Alexis Lauder, Gerard Butler, Frank Grillo, Toby Huss, Ryan O'Nan, and Chad Coleman. On the run from a lethal assassin, a wily con artist devises a scheme to hide out in a small-town police station. But when the hitman turns up at a precinct, a young cop finds herself caught in the crosshairs. If you haven't seen this movie and you want to avoid spoilers, now's the time to pause the podcast, go watch the movie, and then come back once you've seen it, pick up where you left off. If you're okay with spoilers, hang out with us because we're about to spoil the shit out of this thing. Because I don't this this movie, I've been thinking about this movie all bloody weekend. Like, it just... And I kept trying to find time to go see it again. And I've just had so many things going on that we weren't able to. But man, this movie was hella entertaining. Yeah, I don't even know where to start. Like, it's just from start to finish. It's so funny. I just, yeah. Well, let's start from the beginning because I was pleasantly surprised with the dialogue right out the gate when you're introduced to this cop, Val. So you got Valerie Young and she and her sergeant are at a taco truck getting some food and the the sergeant buys a handgun for his daughter's 21st birthday from the basically like out of the back of this taco truck i was like what is happening right now out in the desert of vegas and he buys a gun for his daughter's 21st birthday along with their their lunch i was like this is the greatest start to a movie how do I get mad at this right now? It's stuff like that, that when people make the argument, it's really easy to get a gun. It's really hard for me to argue against that sometimes. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, That's it's those, fair. It's those small towns, man, because apparently yeah. all this that's in this county is a taco truck and a police station because that's all you ever see. Dude, oh, and then like, dude, that, was a, that was a super nice police station for what? the fact that there is yeah. like... Four cops and like five people in this town. Well, it had like three or four levels to the building, right? Like it was not a yeah. small building. Um, yeah, they pull up and I'm like, that's some state of the art shit for the middle of the fucking desert in in Vegas. I was like, wow, okay. But then it, I mean, and it gets going pretty quick. Like you get this call from, they get this call and the, the, the sergeant's in the middle eating his food and gets all pissed off because they got to go. So he's grabbing up his tacos or whatever it was that he was eating. And then like they got to go respond to this interruption or this like wedding fight, which Ian reminded me of. I forgot like 
But yeah, there's this big fight that breaks out at this wedding. And I was like, oh, I want to know why are they fighting? Because that's funny shit. Like there was somebody in like a tux and another the wedding dress was hanging out and they're all brawling in front of this <laughs> shitty little casino. And she comes in uh, and just acts movie, like she's going to solve it. This movie started out with me just making fun of police to ian because <laughs> i was like i was like oh yeah heaven forbid you guys have to stop eating shit and go do your fucking job you got the uh like stereotypical police like shooting up into the like, hollywood police that shoot up into the air to get stuff to stop and you're like uh, that's no <laughs> like, that's illegal you can't just shoot in the air <laughs> yeah. and then she just tases the dude like three times <laughs> They're like, wow, those are all crimes that I just witnessed. When I did love the fact that, like, you saw it in the trailer when he punches her, when Frank Grillo character comes out of nowhere, like, arrest me. And then he just levels this cop, Val. Like, and then he, he immediately, and like, then he immediately starts apologizing. I didn't mean to lean into that that hard. Because <laughs> she hit the ground, oh, dude. Yeah. Well, then I love that she Let's... just, he get, gets up and like it just tases the shit out of this dude and then you're under arrest and then tases him again <laughs> it's funny because the crowd it didn't respond to shooting the gun in the air they responded to the cop getting punched to the ground and then they're like oh and yeah. like, all the fighting stops <laughs> when they're sitting there cheering her ass on as she tases him the second and third time <laughs> so funny. that mob mentality man I'm telling you even that scene of Teddy with just clutching a bag, running down the street like a hobo was hilarious to me. Like, I don't even know what that was, but I was like, this is amazing. I could watch him run down a long, dusty road for a lot longer. Well, well he, he, yeah, the had to have been running for like an hour or two because the sun set <laughs> and yeah. he was still <laughs> looking it. Well, I love that his hair's all greasy and he's got this blue man purse. Like, did he, like you said, out here, it's like tucked up under his arm, like some sort of like <laughs> file folder or some shit. And he's just running. And he stops and sees the, the headlights of a car. And he's like, oh shit, I got to keep going. So he, and he puts his hair up. up <laughs> like that movie with, uh, uh, what does he say? The Tom Cruise and the Samurai like Man Bun. Yeah, like that. Nobody watched. <laughs> <laughs> like that Tom Cruise samurai movie that nobody watched. Oh, uh, and so to everyone listening, and we're about to hit the shit, but this movie has some of the greatest one-liners in any movie I've ever watched. And it's Very so quotable. Of them. Oh, man. It's great. I just went and searched, you know, like uh, cop shop quotes. And I'm super uh -huh. disappointed in the site because it has – what few lines weren't entertaining that's all it has it's like nobody oh, shoots really? anybody in here yeah so i'm super disappointed oh. because they're a little harder to find because i wanted to it was like, written by critics <laughs> yeah yeah that's about right these are the only good lines like well i wow, can't wait why don't you go IMDb? be a virgin somewhere else yeah exactly well imdb <laughs> usually has some great quotes but they don't have any because it's so new i mean it's only been out for two so days new. so it's but yeah. man it's so funny when that's when you this is when you first see this state of the art police station and I'm like, what the hell is it? It's like this is the greatest sheriff station ever. And they pull in and take down to this high tech freaking cell system in the bottom. Seriously. 
I've never been to jail, but that seemed like overkill for a local police station. Yeah, it was uh, pretty impressive. But yeah, so this is when things start to get really interesting is there they put him in the they put Teddy into the the cell and all you get is a guy that's obviously passed out drunk on a top bunk in a cell across the way. But then, oh, yeah, (laughs) Gerard Butler pretends to be drunk and drives into these this other cop like which i was like i didn't see that coming like it was the most intense way to get arrested because he just drives into these these two other cops are at this other scene and he drives into their car and then gets out and just starts walking away (laughs) and acting drunk and shit throws like a whiskey bottle behind him yeah and they tackle the shit out of him into a ditch it's like a three second <laughs> clip of him walking away, and then this cop's like, doo, 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 boo. <laughs> that cr- that cracked me up. <laughs> oh god, that was uh, good. Nothing Go like ahead. a little bit of police brutality to make a movie funny. I mean, yeah, that's fair. That should be on like a a college highlight reel. That was that. <laughs> it was a perfect tackle. It's like, yeah. have you ever seen that commercial where they the they're in that office building, the office setting, and they're like, they hire the managers. Like, we needed some motivation around here, and so they hire this linebacker from oh. the NFL, and he's just constantly yeah. tackling people in the office. Yeah. Get yeah. To work. What is that his name? I don't remember because that's what I was thinking of too, but I couldn't think of his name. Wasn't it like Terry? Terry something? Oh, I, I can't remember. remember. Yeah, great commercial though. That was one of my favorites. Okay. And he's just randomly tackling people. He like knocks down like half of the freaking pods, like the the cubicles, because he tackles the one guy into the wall. When he starts doing like the shuffle in the hallway, when the guy's like miss throwing stuff in the trash, and he's like, oh, oh, oh. I'm gonna have to go watch that again. <laughs> Me too. But yeah, great tackle. But then we get into the police station, and they're making fun of him because he smells so bad. Like he's like, this guy shit himself, <laughs> and they're like carrying Gerard Butler to the the cell. And then all, then it starts to get really weird, which I love. Well, b- before that, like, I can't help but give credit to the guy that played the sergeant because oh. I picture that being exactly perfectly mm-hmm. what it is like, like him just berating, you like are- going on this tirade about getting reports and like everybody can't do shit and da 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 da. It was funny. <laughs> I listened to him yell. Where's my evidence inventory? <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like three like- times. If you are within the sound of my voice, you better be at my office. <laughs> you better not just, make me come looking for you. This motherfucker's going to make me come look for him. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's just a Huber. <laughs> like, you hear him yell Huber at least like five times. Huber. So what does he say to, say to Valerie? He's like, or no, Valerie comes in and she says, I, I thought you had an open door policy. He's like, well, I also have a no pain in the ass policy, but you're not paying attention to that one. well i told you guys after the movie that that was one of my favorite parts of this movie is it was and why it's so believable to me as ridiculous as it gets in moments like i could see a bunch of cops sitting around busting each other's asses especially out there in the middle of nowhere right like i feel like two drunk guys and some dude that punched a cop at a out of control wedding that's a that's an exciting night right yeah exactly like that's the most exciting night these guys have seen in like months and so these guys are just sitting around (laughs) bitching and moaning at each other and making fun of each other and i was like i could totally see that being the case 
Well, I think like that doesn't part Valerie where, say at oh. one point to Teddy where he's like trying to get information out of him and she just says, Teddy, I don't think you understand how incredibly bored I am. <laughs> yep. Or that part where the guy where they're they're showing off each other's like revolvers. Oh yeah. And yeah. he's talking about how they do like he would do that like Russian roulette thing with his dad and shoot a squirrel. And she's like, Well, did you ever get one? He's like, No, but my dad did. He's like, oh, so you were a failure in the eyes of your father. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> the dialogue in this movie is so fucking good. Like, oh, it's epically good. Just the, sh- yeah, that, I was laughing my ass off at that part. And that's another one that I could just see two cops sitting there spinning their fucking revolvers and popping it in. And, and they do like a duel or whatever the fake duel after they empty and they just mm-hmm. empty the rounds out on the floor like they don't give a shit they're just like dumping them out so that they can then have their fake duel i'm like what is happening right now this is probably the most true shit of some random sheriff's department ever i love it <laughs> i'm also glad from a gun standpoint when i saw she had a revolver i was like well that's a terrible choice because you have eight rounds max Right. And then immediately the sheriff's like, that's a stupid gun. You only have like eight rounds max. And I was like, thank you. (laughs) So funny. When he called it like single action, yeah, the shit was hilarious because he did bust her ass for it. She's like, yeah, but it's cool. (laughs) Yeah, basically that was her argument. (laughs) Which I'm just saying, if she had, you know, a Glock with 16 rounds, might have been really helpful. But, you know, whatever. I think the reason that she has that gun is so she can distinguish the bullet when it ricochets. (laughs) Yeah. Dude. (laughs) Pretty much like the only reason. (laughs) So let's just go ahead and get this out here. Let's talk about. So we find out pretty quickly that that Gerard Butler's character is there to kill Teddy. Gets his way in, brutally assaults the poor drunk guy in his cell, which was still some of the funniest dialogue of this movie. The d- drunk dude wakes up. This man's up. having a seizure. Yeah. He's going to die. Because his face is halfway through the bar. This man's going to yeah. die. He has like a here's Johnny look. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but before that, we get like comedy gold as the freaking drunk guy's taking a piss. And Gerard Butler's talking to him. And he's like, huh? <laughs> and Gerard Butler's like, huh? oh, huh? Huh? That's what you got, huh? And he says something again. He's like, huh? Oh, there you go again. What are you, a doctor? What are you, a doctor? Oh, yeah. yeah, I got my degree at the Common Sense University. Eh? Yeah, I didn't think you studied there either. Well, then he changes it up and he says, what? And he goes, oh, changing it up. Keeping people on their toes. I like it. I respect the self-confidence of a man who would just start mouthing off to another dude in jail. Like, good for you. Yeah, did not work out well. Don't no. recommend it. No. Never mouth off. Very unfounded. Button. Unearned confidence, for sure. Well, yeah, and he got, like, right up in his face, too. Like, I will kick your ass. I will fuck you up. Dude, the you feel me? Oh, yeah, you, you feel me? feel me? I'm for real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a real one. And then he just gets Dude, when he, brutalized. It was, I don't know what was worse, the smashing his face into the prison bars or the throat punching him four times Dude, or whatever. That throat punch, like, because at one point, like, you hear something pop, I'm like, he's destroyed his Adam's apple. Like, that yeah. thing's gone. Yeah. 
Well, and the sounds Wait. coming out of that man after, like, I was like, oh, that's, oh. that's too realistic. Like, I don't need to hear that shit. Yeah. That's traumatizing for yeah. me for watching. Yeah, it was a little rough. <laughs> it was a little rough. Well, what was worse, the, the, the throat punches or the resetting the jaw? Because that happens oh, not long after. Oh, man. Because Sarge comes in like seeing this guy, bad. like, freaking out and gets, like, tackle or t- attacked by Gerard Butler. I can't remember what he does. He gets hit with that because he, he takes his baton. Yeah, he takes his baton and smacks oh, him in the face that's right. with it. And then, yeah, yeah, she comes in. Val comes in and like, I'm gonna put my your jaws dislocated. I'm gonna put my fingers in your mouth now. And you just you don't even hear it. Like you don't see it. You just see her hands up in his face, and you just hear this crunch as she puts it back. And I was just oh. like, oh, give me the heebie-jeebies. I'm over there going, this is gross. It's bad. Even that part, though, I was okay with because, like, the sergeant comes in to the cell, right? Normally, I'd be like, what an idiot. They're just, like, turning her back to an inmate. But I'm like, he's not an inmate. He's a drunk dude that you picked up, that the the highway patrolman dropped off, right? Like, you're in the middle of nowhere in Nevada, right? Like, you're you're not expecting him to be a contract killer. No. And And one that played his part, like... Five minutes beforehand, the last time they saw this guy, they they were holding him up through the cell bars to take uh-huh. out his handcuffs and let him go, and he face plants it. <laughs> Dude, talk about selling that. Yeah, Holy like he, crap. He fucking played that part one hundred percent convincing, because like he was slurring and just falling over. Yeah, it was great. So yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like you're like, oh, don't go in there, but you're like, he doesn't know. He has no idea. He just thinks he's walking into the drunk tank. And then he hits the floor. The first thing you hear the cop say is that never happened. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The bunk is to your right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, I forgot about that. Your bunk is to the right. Oh, man. When well, I love that the other dude, before he gets assaulted and almost killed, like falls out of the bed and then like immediately yaks on the floor. I was like, that tracks. Fucking that's that's fireball. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So now mayhem, all mayhem breaks loose because now we realize what's going on, right? You got a guy that they have to do a tracheotomy on in their infirmary upstairs. So Val does a tracheotomy, which was also very gross. That was amazing. She's about to go cut and he's like, Aren't you left handed? And she like switches the <laughs> scalpel hand. <laughs> She forgets that she's left-handed. She's so nervous. I did this on a corpse once. (laughs) Was it a corpse before you started? (laughs) She says this man is bleeding out and drowning in his own blood. What does he say? Like, yeah, humor is like my, uh, when I start making bad jokes, when I get nervous or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Even moments like this where they're doing this life-saving procedure and stuff, like the jokes are just continuous throughout this entire movie. And it, oh man, it just, like Javier said in the spoiler free, you keep waiting for it to drop. Like you can't keep this up. And somehow they do. It just, it's great. And they finish up with the tracheotomy and he's just like, oh, that was badass. Did you see what we just did? That was badass. (laughs) And it all lands. I think that's the best part is it's all, it stays believable. Like, you know, most of it doesn't feel forced, I guess, is what normally when you have humor like that, that's in these inappropriate moments, it feels forced. But this feels natural, like for these characters and like yeah. not out of place. And I think yeah, that's a lot of times you feel setup. like there should be 
you feel like there should be like a rim shot after these jokes like because they like wait it's so stupid but this one it just like flows in the conversation well and they've done their due diligence at the beginning of the movie even though the the intro to this movie is not long like that setup section of this movie it's only about 10-15 minutes but it gives you the dynamic of these characters and makes like because this conversation's happening with the character that she had a fake duel with with their stupid worthless handguns revolvers in the middle of the police station and so it's it's believable that they would have these interactions and i think that's the short time they took to set these character relationships up they did such a good job that that's why these jokes land moving forward and every character is true to that that character from start to finish, which is really yeah great. That's a really good point because like the sergeant, the way he's acting, you're like, I know who the sergeant is. He's an old grumpy black man who's tired of Hubert, yeah. and then you immediately just don't like Hubert because yeah. the sergeant doesn't like Hubert, <laughs> and that pays off later, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you get just attached enough to these characters that when they start dying. You're like, oh, this sucks. I don't want you guys to die. Well, and then, so at this point, Gerard Butler has revealed himself who he is. He's Bob Vidic uh, and a hitman there to kill uh, what's-his-face, Teddy. And so, and then this is when, so she's a badass from start to finish, even when she's messing with her sergeant at the beginning. But Alexis Louder plays about Val. This character is amazing. Like, dude, such a badass and she's such a badass the same character this, and this is what i love like she doesn't have some big moment where she becomes the hero she is this character from the very beginning of the movie and she's the same fucking character through the very end of this movie like yeah. she has the same snarky humor she has the same moral uh responsibilities like she just is but she's just a badass from start to finish and she doesn't give a shit who she's talking to yeah she just tells him fuck off you're not getting out i'm not letting you out dude when she catches bob vidic or butler's character like so he takes he batons the, the sergeant takes his gun unloads at teddy but teddy dives under the bed and screams for help and right as he's about to open teddy's cell you hear like the revolver cock and their little exchange right there is also amazing. Oh, yeah. Really solidifies how much of a badass she is because she's holding her gun to his head. And Bob Vidic is like, you're shaking. And she's like, I'm so nervous. It's a <laughs> miracle that I haven't blown your fucking head off. <laughs> it's like, holy <laughs> shit. Amazing. Yeah, her, her sarcasm game was on point. Like, like it was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that was a great line. You're shaking. I'm just so nervous. <laughs> so good oh shit as funny as it, the movie's been up till now it just gets better like because yeah this isn't even the funniest years. part yeah the nope. like main anthony community. lamb i was just saying I'm it answers more anthony friendly lamb. less formal tony yeah less <laughs> tony <laughs> and talk about one of the greatest entrances in all of movie this dude pulls up in a freaking chester molester van with absolutely on it yeah a rape cage yeah <laughs> it's complete and utter like total stereotype of this psychopath dude drives up in a van with balloons that you can tell he probably murdered a clown to get takes the freaking <laughs> balloons walks in with these giant ass set of balloons to the police station and immediately just starts talking to this dude that you are really really enjoy because this guy like 
He's never at his desk when he's supposed to be, but then like jump scares people all the time when they're sitting there because he's always uh-huh. in the shitter. Like they're giving him a hard time. Like, why are you always in the bathroom? And I'm like, <laughs> I, I forgot that when they bring Gerard Butler in, the other state troopers are like, you're diabetic, aren't you? And he's like, not every fat guy is a diabetic. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, shit. And then he just murders this dude, like shoots him right in the head, sitting there what? having a conversation. And he's like, you look just like the guy on the screen. He's like, no, what What are the odds? Yeah. <laughs> and then he looks at the picture and then he just pulls out a gun and shoots him in the head. Yeah. Just pops. And then he like has like this moment where like I kept thinking of Tombstone when uh, Val Kilmer shoots the Johnny Ringo and he's like, come on, come on, as he's dying. And he's just sitting because he shoots him in the head and this cop gets up and he's like wandering around and he's like, I would just love to know what's going through your head right now. <laughs> the bells are rung. Yeah. <laughs> Cop fall, the cop falls down and then to me probably one of the most random and yet perfect introductions to a psychotic character that i've ever seen he sits down at the computer and there's this blood spot that's landed on the picture of himself that looks like he's been shot in the head on the computer and he goes oh turns around to the dead cop that he just killed what are the odds do you do i have a blood stain on my face in the same place that i just shot you in your face i'm just like <laughs> this is the greatest <laughs> what interaction the odds? i've ever seen what are the odds i should go buy lottery oh that's yeah. i hope they're powerball i hope they're powerballing <laughs> <laughs> oh god well then is it two more cops that walk in or is it the paramedics at that point it's that come in emt the paramedics yeah, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. right because he's like hurry this dude just fell he just he just fell, and then what? Well, let me this, clarify. Yeah, <laughs> let me clarify. I just shot him in the head, and, and then, then he, he tumbled and fell. Then he took a tumble, <laughs> and then he took a tumble, and then he proceeded to kill them as well. He shoots it's, both paramedics. Uh huh. He goes back to the computer, and then the dude who's playing the the revolver duel with Val shows up. Oh yeah, and he's like asking a question. He's like, "Who are you? What's going on?" And, and Anthony Lamb is just like. Oh, uh, I was calling for help. I, I was calling for help. Then he shoots him too. Yeah, through the balloon, the big giant ass balloon that he brought in. Through the balloon. And then he yeah, said, and then he like, just like, doesn't he? And then he's oh, like, that's cop 101. Or that's policing 101. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Always pay attention to the, un- the unusual. And in this situation, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this guy is like a true agent of chaos. Like, it is just, he does not care. But then you get one of the most intense scenes with Lamb when he goes down to the cell block, right? And Val has realized that the shit has hit the fan and she's trying to get into in there. So she's in this cell entry area that's got a code on a keypad and she need, she realizes I need to change this code. And so she's sitting there. She's closed the door and Lamb is walking down the hallway with the freaking submachine gun just oozy loading like does not care in the glass so she's sitting there changing this code and you know technology it's taking too damn long and the way that they shot this scene where you see her and she looks she has this calm face right but you can tell she's freaking out but the glass chips are flying landing on her face you see her it cuts the close-ups of her with like sweat dripping down her face and then all you see is like it keeps cutting to this stupid little 
screen of this keypad with like dots like it's processing her request yeah and you're process it loading hurry the fuck up like and you see he like switches his banana clip and flips it over and starts firing again it was such an intense like minute and a half of of the movie that i was just like this is crazy i was just giggling at this weird fucker shooting everybody now i'm like super tense because this guy just doesn't care and then he has the moment that another here's Johnny moment because he sticks his face through that broken glass after he kills oh, yeah. and he goes to shoot her and he's out of ammo and he's just like, oh, well, that's inconvenient. Yeah, that's disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> and then that, like when Ian was saying, that is when she pulls out her revolver because the code finally changes, yeah. opens the door, shoots at uh, Lamb and then she gets shot herself and then shuts the door right yeah so she realizes that she got shot and she's like sitting there processing it for a second well the best part is she doesn't realize it right out the gate like she's sitting there for a minute and teddy's like how bad is it after like there's like bullet like dents in the door from anthony lamb that was cool that was way cool so you got these big bullet divots that are in the door from the other side and teddy asks her how bad is it and she goes are you a fucking moron teddy (laughs) And it just goes off did you like, hear all the shooting yeah then he's like that's not what i was talking about and then you realize that she's bleeding from her stomach and she's just so calm about it because she's looking at the wound and then she goes he was firing a snub nose submachine gun that uses nine millimeter rounds this bullet that's in my stomach is a 45 rico and teddy's like what does that just mean? has that yeah. sound of self-disappointment that yeah. like, carries so well it's just i shot myself yeah <laughs> i mean she shot herself yeah <laughs> I love, that's bob's contribution to this yeah. conversation <laughs> ricochet teddy I means she shot herself then she's just like i shot myself <laughs> and it's such a great way like Because usually in that moment, it's like, oh, the bad guy got off a lucky shot, right? This time, it's just the most unlucky bullshit ever because she just gets a ricochet. And then Tony's out there and starts shooting at her again, and they start ricocheting around. And that would appear to be bulletproof. (laughs) (laughs) How did this dude not shoot himself in the face? Seriously. He's just such a chaotic. Yeah, Toby Huss is the actor that plays Anthony Lamb. But then you get that, yeah, so just this guy coming in creates the funniest parts of this movie because he says the most random shit, does the most random shit. Oh, even in that moment, like the the door closes and he comes up and he looks in and he's like, Theodore, (laughs) whatever he says to Teddy. And then he's like, Bob Vidic, what are you doing locked up here? Are we going to duel to the head, Bob? Are we going to duel to the death, Bob? Like, I go by the less formal Tony now, so I will yeah. no longer be responding to Anthony. And then Bob is just like, okay, Anthony. He just <laughs> refuses to call him Tony. And then they go back and forth for like 30 seconds of him being like, I'm not responding to that. Meanwhile, that's all he's responding to is yeah. Tony. I love it. And then he uh, he like exhales on the glass. And then he like, oh, he's dried wow. something. He's like, look, I drew you a dick. Now I made it weird. <laughs> when, when JJ says he says the most random stuff, like it's stuff like that. Yeah. Like, 
Well, and you're wondering, like, you can't help but watch this guy. Like, when he starts breathing on the window, I'm like, okay, where are we going with this? Yeah. <laughs> and he chose the little stubby, short dick because it's all the room he's got little, in the part that he fogged up. A little chode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, I drew you a dick. Oh, now I made it weird. <laughs> now I made it weird. Well, then, so then they get the cop in on it. What's his Huber, which is, like, the greatest thing. This guy's just getting harassed the whole time. Um, and this is the part where, like, I did get a little frustrated. It's genius, but it also was, like, one of the only parts that bothered me about this movie is, like, the heavy emphasis on this secret organization that runs all the casinos and makes all the bad things go away for these criminals. Like, that, when Teddy gives the exposition of why he's in trouble and the fact that he's an informant against this organization that you never get to see or hear about, but they've sent two assassins and control you find out later or about in this moment, the, you know, the, one of the big detectives in Vegas. And so it's like, I didn't like how much of a factor, like they tried to keep this organization mysterious feeling, but all I just needed you to say was, well, those people that run the casinos and, and are responsible for everything in Vegas they're the ones that are just murdering people right now because the backdrop of this whole movie is this attorney general of, of Nevada has been murdered. And so I think that part was the only part that kind of pulled me out of the movie was all this stuff having to do with the attorney general. It just kept coming back to that. And I'm like, I don't care. All I care about is what's happening right now in this police station. And mm -hmm. that was the only thing that distracted me from it but that's where it really plays in heavy with teddy's exposition of why he's in there and like spilling the beans on what he's why he's being why he's got a hit on him so that was my only issue was this shadowy organization that runs vegas apparently which is also yeah, i wish they would have done i wish they would have done a little bit more with what they did at the wedding where it's like this is happening we're not going to explain why it just is yeah exactly like i don't need and I'm even okay if you leave the part of the AG getting murdered. I just don't need to know why. Right. Yeah, yeah. Because so, it doesn't change anything, right? No. Like, the people are still trying to kill Teddy, and yeah. Bob Vidic is still there, and so is Anthony Lamb. Yeah. And that's all you needed was him to say in, in his exposition, you know, there's a, a group of people that are in the background running everything in Vegas, and... I've betrayed them and now I'm on a hit list. That's all I need to know about that organization. I don't need to know they've murdered the AG. I don't need to know all the different things. I just need to know that this is happening and this is why. Great. There's my explanation. Let's get back to the fucking psychosis that is running through this building right now. Yeah. I think they did a really good job because about this point in the movie is when um, Bob Vidic and Teddy are kind of going back from forth, like telling Val, hey, you need, I need to help you. I need to help you. Don't let him out. And I think they do a good job of giving like just enough doubt to make you think like, yeah, maybe this is the person I should let out. But is it? Because uh, like, you got like Bob Vidic, who's the contract killer. He's just here to kill Teddy. Like, and then you've got Teddy, who's kind of like and you start to endear to him because he's the one that's getting chased down. But his past is he's obviously not. A trustworthy character so i like what they did with putting just enough doubt in each of those characters to make you go like who would i pick 
Well, and to me, this is another point of the, so we have the genius writing and the dialogue and how just all over the place and cool and unbelievable this movie is. But what they also do, and we didn't talk about yet, was the fact that you were talking about, Ian, that Teddy's just likable enough that you have this, and Gerard Butler's Gerard Butler, and he plays Bob with such charisma that you can't help but think, okay, you got a contract killer that's obviously good at what he does, set this guy loose so that he can protect you. Or you have this like piece of sympathy for Teddy because what they did was geniusly write this undertone of his wife, his ex-wife and kid that immediately because he's afraid for them immediately endears you to him because you can relate to that if i was in that position i would be worried about these people that i care about as well even though this guy turns out to be a complete nutter douchebag and you see that from the beginning like this guy is a piece of shit but they did such that subtle little piece of him calling and trying to help his wife ex-wife and kid ties you to him so that now in this moment where you have to choose it makes it so that you there's reasons to choose both like you said so it just goes to show again the genius level of the writing in this movie is just i can't say it enough just that one little thing ties you to teddy pretty quickly and i think at this point i even leaned over to javier and i was like i am conditioned to trust gerard butler like that's what i've seen him in all these movies like i can't not trust gerard butler Mm -hmm. Well, then yeah, and I think they leaked on that pretty well. Oh, yeah. And that's, as I was yeah. say, secretly as a moviegoer, I'm like, just cut him loose. It's going to be fun to watch him go. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, because we know that this man is good at acting out, killing people. So I even like when uh, Bob Vittig was talking about Teddy's family. Teddy's like, oh, well, you mean my ex? I don't give a shit. That kid's not even mine. And then Bob, not buying it for a second, just stares at him. And then Teddy's like, okay, fine. (laughs) So he like tries to play it off. Like, you've got nothing on me. He's like, okay, fine. All right, let's talk business. Yeah. (laughs) Such good writing. Well, and then, so she does decide to leave Teddy out. And this is where I found it really interesting too, because you get to have this moment of, it would have been less believable to me if Val, as the character that we've met up until this point and the things, the choices that she's made up to this point would have let Gerard Butler go. Because she's obviously like, it was funny during Shang-Chi, we talked about all the different like levels of where you're at. And this is one hell of a lawful good character. Like she has a moral code that she sticks with and she's all about law. And to her, this guy's getting hunted down. And while he's a fixer and he's done some shitty things, he's not a contract killer. Like, so she, to her, it's the lesser of two evils. So she lets Teddy out to go get this medical kit to help her. But Gerard Butler and I was like why is he doing this cuz it doesn't make sense but then you find out that the the secret of of Teddy's family having been murdered and dumped by Tony Lamb is out now and Gerard Butler outs it but mm-hmm. again in a, a moment of genius writing Gerard Butler knows Teddy and he knows that he didn't kill them so Teddy's not going to kill him for it once he realizes who did it he's going to go after Anthony Lamb which shows to gives him the ability to see who Teddy gives her the ability to see who Teddy really is. So again, just a genius move on Bob Biddick's part to trigger. I was like, why would you trigger this man when she just let him out? But it was to show Mm -hmm. who he really is so that he had leverage to get himself out in a little bit because the gunfire starts and yeah, it's crazy. Well, I like that Bob Biddick does the, like, um, Teddy asks him, like, did Anthony do this? And Bob Vidic says, I don't know. Like, I I just thought it was interesting, like, how honest Bob is. Like, he just tells 100% the truth, like, knowing 
it could go either way. And I thought that was kind of interesting because for me, I'm going, yeah, it was Tony. It was definitely Tony. Um, (laughs) Well, and he was like, where were they? Where were the bodies found? And he's like, yeah, I can't be sure, but it was definitely Tony. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So before Teddy gets out is probably the best scene with Tony Lamb. Oh, yeah. Where him and Hubert are trying to figure out how to get into the cell. Because at this point, Val and Hubert had a had a conversation and she knows that he's a piece of shit. And it's just like, Kurt and Sean back. You're like, okay, great. Hubert is official, officially sucks. Yeah, and he's killed the Sarge. Like, Hubert killed the Sarge and then the guy that they mm-hmm. did the trach on. So you see that this guy's he's a real piece of shit. Yeah, it's a good point. But yeah, this yeah. conversation. And then, <laughs> so they're trying to figure out a way in and they can't get through any of the doors because they're all like, tank blast doors basically so hubert's idea is to just sledgehammer down one of the walls (laughs) leading into the cell and um i can't even remember that whole tirade that whole conversation but i just remember that hubert is it cuts to hubert all sweaty he's made no progress on this wall (laughs) he is sweating and he's like hey asshole like i thought we were gonna be swapping out and then Lamb is like, I've already killed four people. (laughs) So I need to rest. See, you are a cop. So when you kill someone, it's murder. I kill people. So when I do it, it's labor. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What I love that he's just laying on this freaking locker room bench reading this like people magazine. Like people, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, he goes, I'm tired. This thing's heavy. And he's like, do you want to, don't you want to, he shows this picture of Chris Hemsworth and his wife on the beach. And this is like, don't you want to look like this one time in your life? Like, right. he's like, <laughs> he's like Chris Hemsworth on the beach with his wife. He's like, don't, he's like, you got to look like this one time. He goes right now. It ain't it. He's like, don't you want to look like Thor? <laughs> you better get to swinging that Pick hammer. Up yep. Better get to swinging that <laughs> hammer. Swing that's right. My <laughs> what a great fucking interaction. And so he just keeps swinging. Oh, man. So funny. Yeah. And this is what that was an amazing tirade. I'm sorry. Oh, no, it was. I've yeah, never. Was I was so good. laughing so hard. I couldn't breathe. And he just kept going. That was a, the funniest part of that movie. Oh, yeah. Anyway. OK. So what happens after that? Well, no, because then that's when I was like shocked because like the other two that Teddy's out. Right. And so he comes into the bathroom. And they've, these other two cops have come back from checking out the scene where Teddy said that he was attacked by the and the FBI mm. and the, the cops got in the shootout. And like so many people get randomly shot in this movie. And like so Anthony Lamb has killed one of the cops and then shot the other ones in the knee and is trying to make Huber shoot him. <laughs> put Do him it all nice like. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> I am going to shoot this man. If you want this to be humane, you need to do it. <laughs> He's like trying to hand. I'm him going to unload this cartridge into his face. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so he's getting ready to shoot him. And then Teddy walks in and, and shoots, tries to shoot Huber. I think just, just shoots his cop in the back of the head. <laughs> It was terrible. It was horrid. It should not have been funny because a moment earlier, this cop's like, I promised my kids I would be home tonight. Like, it is devastating. And then Teddy just spartan kicks the door open, accidentally shoots him in the back of the head. You're like, that is typical Teddy. That's typical this movie. Well, and then he unloads and misses everyone else in the room. Everyone 
else. It is a straight hallway shot to both Tony and Hubert, and he misses with a freaking Uzi. The only person he hits is the cop that he should never have even been shooting in that direction of. Like, it's so stupid, but it's so typical. Yeah, and I love it. That locker room must be pretty large, because this is where they, like, shut off the lights and start playing the the throw your voice, like, come find me, and turns on the showers, and it starts to, like, kind of muffle the sound. And you have, what, Hubert, Teddy, and Tony that are all in this kind of maze. Well, you don't know Hubert's in it yet, because while this is going on, Jordan Butler gets out, or Val lets him out, and Butler runs into Hubert, and shoots him in the legs, takes his taser, tases Hubert while he's on the ground like several times, and then pepper sprays his open wounds on his leg. <laughs> I'm like, wow, this is a lot. Yeah. This is but as find brutal it as it was. I was satisfied by it. Yeah. That's yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. satisfying. Hey, Hubert, where's those inventory reports? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, where's my? I bet you wish you did those inventory reports. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And then, like one of the craziest and I like funny like scenes I don't want to laugh at, but I can't help myself. Just like this cop getting shot. So Bob like shoots Tony in the throat or stabs him in the throat and Mm -hmm. leaves him in the shower. Yeah, they get nice. they, no, yeah, because so Tony stabs Tony, Bob in the hand. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah. And Bob's like and Anthony. It's his throat with the knife that is in his hand. Yeah, it's still in his hand. Yeah. This is, he's man, like, he goes through his hand, oh, and all three of hurts. us are sitting there, and he's like, We're all like, Oh. <laughs> and then he's just like, he's looking at it all calm, doesn't make any reaction. And then, like you said, Javier, he goes, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. All disappointed. Yeah. Anthony. And then, like, turns the knife on Anthony's throat. So he hits him, had to have been on it, in his jugular vein or clothes. It's, it's like he's, like, yeah, the the artery that's, like, on the side of your neck, you know? Yeah, the carotid. Yeah, so he's yeah. just bleeding everywhere, and he falls down. He can't talk. And Gerard Butler looks at the knife, and he's like, starts to pull it out. And he goes, oh, now it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls it out. And then he shows it to Anthony, right? Yeah. He's like, we're going to need a bigger knife. <laughs> because <laughs> he's already threatened to cut his head off and send it to this guy in chicago who wants like his head because tony's like you still got that contract in chicago or bob to tony you still got that contract in chicago i'm gonna cut your it's fucking like head off and drive it put it in a bag and drive it to chicago <laughs> that's why he says i'm gonna need a bigger knife well and the whole time i was laughing because it's such a again tony sticks with this character he's laying in this shower bleeding out through his neck and he's like mad and like trying to st- yell at at bob and then he'll just start hysterically laughing in the middle of it and then he'll go back to yelling and then hysterically laughing i'm like this is this guy is 100 and that's the moment when bob is like i'm gonna need a bigger knife to cut off your head he starts laughing bob's like well that's a reaction (laughs) (laughs) and then javier you made a great point when we were talking about after the movie is this is a moment where the whole or no maybe it was ian the whole time Gerard Butler's character is telling Val not to trust Teddy. Teddy. Oh, that's oh, right. And then Teddy shows yeah. up with this submachine gun at, pointed at Gerard Butler, and he's like, parlay? What's that? <laughs> Pirate code. Pirate I, code. I really wanted Teddy to go, huh? Yeah, I had me too. <laughs> yes. I thought the same thing. Like, How great would it have been? He's like, parlay. Huh? 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 
He just it would have been great because Gerard oh, Butler could just could have shaken his head and be like, oh my god. <laughs> so Teddy shoots Yeah, pirate coat. We start to have a conversation. Or they a truce, a ceasefire. A temporary ceasefire yeah. against a greater enemy. He's like, come over here. Bob's still alive. You can finish him off for your family. And then he wildly shoots Gerard Butler. And you think Which I totally would have done. Oh, I leaned absolutely. over to Ian. I'm like, 100 yeah. percent I would have done that. Yeah. Shoot Jared Butler. Go shoot Tony. Shoot Jared Butler again and then leave. Yep. But he doesn't shoot Jared Butler again. Nope. That's his mistake. Yep. He definitely does not. So then one of my favorite moments of this whole movie happens. So he Teddy goes up to the upstairs of this precinct, gets in the refrigerator, pulls out somebody's lunch, and starts eating in the kitchen while this he well first he sets the basement on fire to, to kill Val mm-hmm. instead of letting her go like he promised then he's up well he, he promised to come back with that medical kit so that she could yeah. patch herself up and as he's eating the sandwich he looks over and he sees the medical kit is out and then he it dawns on mm-hmm. him oh shit and Val's just sitting in a chair behind him Teddy, Teddy. were you coming and back now she me? has now she has a Kevlar vest and I'm like yeah. finally you should have been wearing that before no shit but again, when a when wedding, she... breaking up a wedding fight's the biggest thing you do all week. You're on duty. Where... I thought that was just standard. This is where she, you know, you see that she got fixed up and she said, what did she say? She gets an adrenaline shot. And she says, yeah. now I'm feeling kind of rambunctious. Yep. <laughs> just so calm. Yep. Teddy, I've had a, a an adrenaline shot, so I'm feeling a little rambunctious. And then, and I will say that this gunfight takes me out of the movie a little bit. Like, I think it goes on just a bit too long. That's and it, this is the most ridiculous part of the movie. Oh, for sure. Right? The fire is fake. They have spent That's no terrible. CGI budget on this fire. They they pulled some art student kid out of a second tier college and was like, "You want, can, can you draw fire?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he can't. Like someone yeah. lied on their resume. You could tell they've spent all their budget on Gerard Butler and Frank Grillo, and yes, they have none left for the fire. <laughs> Yep. And so this is firefight. This is like while we're on the topic of guns. There's like this armory, right? That you see. Oh yeah. yeah. (laughs) Nice. And I'm like, oh, and it's like behind this glass wall, basically. You would assume that a police station that has an armory and it's glass is like bulletproof glass, like the same type of glass. That you put downstairs in the little prison cell. It is not. It is regular glass. So Teddy just freaking elbows this glass, shatters, and he goes, picks up like an M16. And I'm like, okay, well, that's that's irresponsible storing of guns. So they need to work on that. Yeah. So this whole gunfight was not very good. And then Gerard Butler comes back to life and like shoots Teddy and then... Then this other, well, no, 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 other no. Cop, yeah. the crooked cop lady. Like, yeah. we haven't even talked in. about her because yeah. her part makes no sense in this no movie. Sense. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> Just shows the further explanation of the shadowy organization that she works for. But yeah, she comes in and shoots Val in the chest with this like slug shotgun. And Val gets her breath back in like two seconds. I'm like, oh my God. Which cracked your sternum like yeah that's what that's exactly what i was saying i was like your sternum is broken yeah it's you're done right i mean you may not die but you're fucked up because that was not a long-range shot that she took no it was probably buckshot or whatever yeah so it was just and then gerard butler comes back and saves her life by killing this cop so the whole thing just takes me out of this movie i was like 
yeah, this this gunfight was like the worst part of the movie, which is ridiculous because it should have been one of the best parts, but it was bad. So I didn't yeah, hate the gunfight, but it wasn't great. It wasn't the best part of this movie. Yeah, no. It wasn't even the best violent like the, part of this movie. I like that Gerard Butler doesn't make the same mistake as Teddy because he unloads like four rounds of yeah. buckshot or whatever it is into his face. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, congratulations, Bob. You finally beat boom, just yeah. right into the face. <laughs> and then he just keeps going. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> I love also how the question is always in the back of your head and in the back of Val's head if Bob is going to kill Val. Right. So he, yeah. he like walks up to her. And just helps her up. You're like, oh, okay. Whew. <laughs> well, and then she keeps the, he keep, he knows who she is. So he's like, Valerie, like the all like lecture tone, like Valerie, don't do it. <laughs> don't come after me. Yeah. And then the recall and the joke of the, so they have this joke of deja vu and Teddy doesn't know what it, oh, yeah. deja vu. It's not what deja vu is, <laughs> dummy. Yeah. It's so stupid. <laughs> And I will say, like, I there was a point where she gets up and it cuts to black. And I thought the movie, I was like, please just end it there. But then they don't. They show her getting into this ambulance or whatever. And Teddy's driving or Bob's driving away. And then she commandeers this ambulance. And I, up until that point, I'm like, oh, I wish they hadn't done this. But I'm not going to lie that the split screen of because Tony kept singing this song, Teddy's Dead like throughout the movie <laughs> so this they show this split screen because they both get in the car and turn on this radio station that's playing the actual song teddy's dead and so i love this moment of split screen of both of them laughing at the fact and then gerard butler goes deja vu and then they both, <laughs> both she's chasing him down in a commandeered ambulance and he's driving away and they're just singing this song and then the movie ends so i i love ultimately how it ends but i didn't love how it got there Javier, you got to throw in your your name comment. Yeah, you've got the uh, you've got one of my favorite lines is when uh, Bob Vidic calls the guy Chicago and he's like, hey, tell this dude I'm on his way and I'm bringing him. And he looks at the bag with Teddy's or with uh, Anthony's head in it. It's like I'm bringing him a nice cut of lamb. Yes. (laughs) So good. So good. He's actually got a really nice voice. <laughs> That's true. I love that part. Great one-liners. Great one. Oh, that's the end of the movie, man. Yeah. Have we ever done a movie from start to finish? I think the only other movie we've ever done start to finish was the one with the crazy road rage movie. Oh, oh, yeah. Unhinged. Unhinged. Yeah. Unhinged. That movie changed Russell me. Crow, man. That movie was rough. I'm nicer to people because of that movie. Yeah, it's definitely on the road. I am. <laughs> It makes me feel like I'm not as bad as I thought I was at Road Rage. <laughs> Ian's like, I got leeway. I could be meaner to people. Yeah, for me, it was like I was looking in a mirror. I'm like, ooh, I could see myself getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Let's rate this thing. I'll kick us off. I loved this movie. I didn't think I was going to love it. I thought it might be an average movie. I Yeah, but it was great. It was funny. The action was fun, most of it. The dialogue is some of the best I've ever seen in a movie and heard, and I've never, I don't think I've ever laughed so hard because of just smart dialogue from front to back in a movie. It was just consistent. I kept, I told you guys the other night, I was like, I kept waiting for the the other shoe to drop in this movie to not like to start to suck. And it just didn't, I, you know, and it was so good that I forgave probably a few things, but I really enjoyed this movie. I, I want to watch it again. I cannot wait to watch it again to catch other things and laugh at these jokes again. The acting was amazing. The the main girl, uh, 
Val, Alexis Louder, man, people start hiring this woman because she's amazing. She was great in this movie. Gerard Butler, always great. Frank Grillo, I really enjoyed his character in this. I This is just a good movie, guys. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. I loved almost everything about this movie. I'm giving it a four and a half. Thoroughly enjoyable. Go see this movie. Javier. Yeah, I'm going to keep mine short, too, because I think I just giggled my way through this whole episode uh, with all the best parts. It's awesome. Like, it is funny. The acting is really well. It's just like the chemistry between the actors is really, really good uh, as far as line delivery goes. The storyline, like, except for those parts that JJ was talking about with, like, the underground shadow organization, isn't that convoluted. It's just like it's a game of cat and mouse. It's just there's there's a lot of cats and mice in this movie. So like they don't go overboard with the story. It is what it is. Other there there's some criticisms like that fire CGI is terrible. The last firefight like is a little long and a little ridiculous. But I think I'm gonna give this a uh, I'm between a four and a four and a half. I'm gonna give it a four and a half because I was just entertained. I had a lot of fun watching this movie. Absolutely. So, yeah, I would watch it again. I want to watch it again. Oh, me too. Can't wait. Ian. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. The The consistent humor throughout this movie is just it, it's hard to find a movie that could do it as well as this movie did. Man, I'm trying to think of something that I can mention that you guys haven't already. And it's like I was super entertained just talking about it. And that's always a good sign for me. If you can walk out of the movie theater and you're laughing about it or you want to to kind of dive into it deeper, go back and see it. Um, so I'm going to stick with you guys. Four point five. Like this is this is great movie for how low my expectations were. This came out great mm-hmm. and I'm excited to see it again. For sure. Well, they did they did a good job not overhyping it, too. Right. We didn't watch a hundred yeah. trailers on it before we went and saw it. Yeah. I think I only saw the trailer twice, which is yeah, exciting. I don't, and the trailer was so good it made me like I was instantly like, guys, we have to do that movie. I'd never even heard and of they it didn't, before that. They didn't even show the best parts in the trailer. Right? Uh-huh. They showed some good parts, yeah. but like not even yeah. close to the best parts. So, uh, I, their marketing did really well. I think, yeah, very yeah, well. Then, it's a high score for this movie, four and a half across the board. Go see this movie. It's so fun. Obviously, be careful. Take your time. Make sure you're comfortable going to see a movie theater. But, man, do what you got to do because this movie is entertaining as all hell. Next week, Cry Macho. We'll see how that goes. So, yeah, tune in for that one. And then October, like I said, it's crazy. So keep an eye out at the website, whatsoverdict.com, to make sure you know what we're watching. We may have a couple of bonus episodes just because there's so many damn movies coming out in, in October. So if we can find the time and make that happen, we will. Keep an eye out for that. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and uh, Twitter, all at What's Our Verdict. Reach out to us, communicate. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email, host at whatsourverdict.com. We'd love for you to leave us a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. As always, we love that you tune in. We appreciate it, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye now. Cinematic out.